Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. Some people like to travel as a way of life because it keeps them refreshed, and uh, maybe even a smaller subset of them can do that and make a living at traveling. And then there is Ted Conover, maybe the most amazing traveler that I've ever met. He's a man who travels not just to other places, but deep into other people's lives. And he's the subject of today's morning story, a kind of profile that we're calling Too Far From Home. Maybe you've heard it said, all good stories begin either when a person leaves home or a stranger comes to town. And so it is with travel, and you can look at it either way. Either you're leaving home and your story is beginning, or you're arriving in the new place and another story is beginning. And I, I like that. You'll try a drink you never had. You'll, uh, you might kiss a girl you never would have kissed over here. I mean, you'll do things that aren't, aren't the you that they know back home. Leaving home is what Ted Conover does for a living. He's written books and articles on his experiences riding the rails as a hobo, crossing the border illegally with undocumented Mexicans, serving as a maximum security prison guard at Sing Sing. He calls it participatory journalism, but whatever your name for it, the idea is to travel light without preconceptions and to travel deep into the heart of another person's life. It began in college when Ted decided to write a thesis on American hobos from the inside looking out. I thought this is the best idea I will ever have, an amazing adventure fraught with romance and excitement, the whole idea of hopping freights and traveling around the West on trains, because there's no experience like traveling with other people to really um, come, come to know them as people, to know their difficult side, to know their pleasures, to know how they handle adversity, or just to get a sense of their spirit. Based on that experience, he wrote his first book, Rolling Nowhere. I remember once in Spokane, Washington, I met up with two railroad hobos who uh, said they wanted to head to North Dakota to work in the sugar beet harvest. And to get there, we rode the Burlington Northern Railroad more than 24 hours straight until we got to Minot, North Dakota, at which point we sat around for three days. The third day was Sunday. One of them, Bibi, came back to the campground with the Sunday paper. He read the whole thing, and uh, at the very end of the day, he went through the Help Wanted listings, found one in the sugar beet harvest that sounded promising, but then he noticed that driver's licenses were required and uh, said, well, guess that's it for that. Let's head back to California. I think if I had not been an observer, I would have said, are you crazy? Are you nuts? But I wanted to just hang out with them and do things their way. So I said, okay, and away we went. Like any process of discovery, travel is an exercise in point of view. What you find has a lot to do with what you're looking for. Ted's next big discovery met him one day in Bakersfield, California, right outside his freight car door. I looked down the line, as you always do when you climb off a train, to see who else was riding the same train you were, because often you don't know till it stops at the end. Only one guy climbed out. He was Mexican. I used my high school Spanish to say, como esta usted? And we spent three days together. That meeting was the seat of his next book, 
the story of his travel with America's newest hobos, undocumented Mexican workers. He shared their campfires, their border crossings, their escapes from the law. He earned their trust by putting himself in their place and under their skin. Quite a trick for a college graduate with blonde hair and blue eyes. People everywhere have stories to tell, and there seems to be, for many people, a shortage of listeners to tell those stories to. More often than not, if you'll simply listen to somebody, they will gladly welcome you to their campfire, or the bar stool next to them, or their, uh, their freight car, or their truck. One of the, the most interesting trips I've taken, I, I took through East Africa with a convoy of African truckers who drive along the roads that people say AIDS was first uh, transmitted along by means of these truckers sleeping with prostitutes along the way. The driver's assistant, his name was Josephat, he was a very intelligent guy and was fascinated by my constant scribbling in my notebook all day long. And sometimes he'd say, what, what are you writing? And I'd show him. And one day I came to uh, back to the truck from a, an errand and he had filled two pages of notebook paper with the openings of a novel in which uh, there was a fast-talking secretary and a, uh, a debonair detective faced with a corpse and deciding what to do about it. And he had laid it all out in the first two pages and I said, you know, do you, do you write often? And he said, no, I've always wanted to do this. And uh, I thought maybe you'd read it for me. And that was great. And it also reinforced my conviction that there are people of immense talent and even genius occupying menial positions in all parts of the world. I, I love moments like that. Like many travelers, though, Ted has made some of his biggest discoveries and faced some of his greatest perils by coming home. I think the most profound travel experience I've had was the one I made daily up to uh, Ossining, New York, which is 20 miles north and I would enter the um, insular world of a maximum security prison and do the state's job overseeing inmates. And I'd had to be secretive because the state would never knowingly hire me. And other officers would assume I, you know, I might be some kind of rat. So it had to be a secret. I mean, my neighbors didn't know what I was doing. I changed my uniform at work. They wondered why my hair was so short, but just figured I'd adopted a downtown style. Yeah. I thought I would be immune from how the job changes a person, but I found myself short on patience at the end of the day when I had to take care of the kids. I'd find myself um, uninterested in, in hearing about the day my wife had at work, and I became uh, skeptical of, of sort of humanity because of all the negative interactions you have when you're an officer with inmates. And, and, you know, most people like to think travel will broaden, experience will broaden, you should do it because it's hard. This was the first one where it struck me there was a chance that I might come out a little smaller than I went in. Travel for Ted has always been a study in freedom and the ways it's won and lost. That was never more true than now. I decided a few years ago there are certain kinds of ties that I wanted and that home is something I didn't want to miss out on as I got older. Because more than anything, I think it's, it's home that, that lends us the character we have. But it's travel that tests it and broadens it and tweaks it here and there. And so I, I, need, I need both. And I'm still sorting that out. Ted Conover presently makes his home in New York with his wife and their two small children, 
just 20 miles from the location of his most recent journey and an unknown distance from his next. Back here in the studio with uh, Gary Mott. That was actually recorded for a, a show a number of years ago called uh, Savvy Traveler, which sadly is no longer on the air. I was there. Uh, the Traveler at Large. Traveler at Large. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> it was a wonderful job. I could really define travel sort of the way I wanted. And for me, anytime you stop taking something for granted, you've started a trip. <laughs> and here was a guy who did that in, in spades. Uh, quite, quite a fella. We were talking about this, um, what it's like to be on the road, the stories that come off the road. Yeah. And several weeks ago, we spoke about a guy named Sully. Sure. Sully is the front of house mix engineer for Joe Nichols, a country artist. And I met up with Sully here when Joe uh, was swinging through town. Lovely guy, family guy, lives in Nashville, has been doing the music thing for a number of years. He uh, sent a script that he wrote to read an excerpt. When I get lonely on the road, I call my wife and tell her how much I love and miss her, and I promise to be a better husband and father. I can see her eyes pinned to the top of her head as she reminds me <laughs> I am a good husband and father, and perhaps I should quit calling her after listening to country music. That's it. I'm getting a drinking problem. Then the world will see how angst-ridden I am. Well, Sully, don't go that far. She knows you're eager to come back home. Speaking about uh, letters uh, from the road, um, we got a description not only of the person being on the road, but of the road itself the person is on, which I thought I'd like to pass on to you. This is from somebody in Australia. He says, one of the funny things that comes with podcasts is the contrast between what you hear and what you see. My bike ride commute goes through desert vegetation and eucalyptus river bottom forests, while your stories describe Cape Cod, winter streets in Boston, or thunderstorms in Brazil. My eyes see flocks of galas and cockatoos, kangaroos, goannas, and fantastic skies. My nose smells burning things in aboriginal fringe camps, and my skin reacting to the 105-degree heat in the summer. Funny enough, I now have rather unique associations to your genteel Boston accents when you're announcing and discussing the stories. Thank you for making my bike rides more interesting and keep up the good work. This is from Paul in Alice Springs, Australia. Well, thank you all for writing in. Please keep those emails coming. And uh, to our major correspondent in the financial realm, please, oh, Ipswich, keep your wonderful support coming to us as well. We really appreciate it. They're the funders of our podcast and have been pretty much since the start, Ipswich, a leader in file transfer software, no less. They're at ipswich.com, I-P-S-W-I-T-C-H. And our email address is morningstories at wgbh.org. Love to hear from you. And our web presence, wgbh.org slash morningstories. Sully, don't touch that bottle. Just come home. <laughs> we'll see you next Friday. <laughs>